Welcome back to week 11 of the Shy Sports Weekly Podcast. What's up, folks? How we doing? Back in the back saddle. with the crew. Back in the saddle again for week 11, the Darnell Mooney week. Oh, the Darnell Mooney week right off the bat. I'm going to go with the Tony Walters week. Tony Walters. I'm I'm going back to Mark Grudzelanek. Oh, Grudzy. I'm just I'm just laying out. I'm bringing out the big sticks. Funny story about Grudzy. Uh, when I interned with the Kane County Cougars, he was the manager there. So for half the game, I was the manager, the, or the manager. I was the mascot. I was actually Ozzy T. Cougar. And then the other half of the game, I was the bat boy, and he knew I was doing both. So he, when I was running out onto the field, he fucking tripped me. <laughs> Just flat you out. the Randall Simon? Yeah, not, yeah, kind of not as excessive, but the same result, me falling down. And uh, the, have you, if So no what did you do? Did you, like, scrape your knee and look back at him, and then, like, all the players in the dugout are pointing and laughing at you or what? I, just, I flicked him off in the Aussie suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, was the, it was funny because that, uh, that mascot suit, the cougar suit, it has that long tail, and it, you have no control over it. So I started running, and it kind of like the tail was whipping around between my legs, and it just looked like – the Cougar just had an absolute unit between his legs. I tripped. <laughs> Dude, is there a fan in that thing? In the suit? Yeah. No. So you're just sweating your ass off oh, every day. Oh, man. Do we have, I can't, we've never talked about this on here. Yeah, it is the worst. The first time I was the mascot was after Jenna's 21st. Saw me. Remember Jenna's 21st in the city? Oh, yeah. Vaguely. Vaguely. Oh, very vaguely. That was, that was Van Dyke's. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Dyke's yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was an after a night in the city, one o'clock game the next day in August. Actually, the, it was the first day I w- was the the mascot was Jake Arrieta's no hitter against the Dodgers. Ironically enough. Wow. But I digress. Uh, yeah, it was hot as shit, and you want to talk about having a panic attack? Try being at second base in front of seven thousand fans in this mascot suit, viciously hungover. Doing cartwheels. No, 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 no. Just trying not to fall down, pop that head off. But uh, I will keep going number 11s. Ronnie Brewer week. Ronnie Brewer, nice. Um, What's that Hawks player you named right before the show? Dijon Mustard? (laughs) Who'd you say? Dijon Mustard? Dijon Mustard. (laughs) Andrew Desjardins, Stanley Cup champion. He has one more Stanley Cup than John Scott, who you wrongly appointed a Stanley Cup to. Yep. John, if you're listening, I I apologize once again. <laughs> I should have just stuck with the All-Star Game MVP. Yeah, Max, Max tried to get a little... I tried to get, tried to get cute. Who, do, who would you say your number favorite... Or your number favorite... Who would you say your favorite number 11 is of all time, if you had to pick one? Right now, it's got to be Grudzelonic off the top of my head. You Darvish? I mean, you, what's that? You Darvish? Darvish is a good one. How but about- Grudzy was just like... He was in that sweet spot when we were like, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. He was on the 03 Cubs. Like the guy was just a grinder, leadoff hitter, just coach of the Cougs. What's he doing now? Is he still coaching? Yeah, I believe he's with the Sox, actually. I think he's with the AAA team. Really? Sam, can you look that up for us while we fill time so you get us an answer here? If I can <laughs> figure out how to spell Grunzelonic, sure. Yeah. I remember watching a Cubs game. I think it was in like, I think it was in 03. And they went back to back to back. It was like Paul Bacco, Kerry Wood, and Mark Grudzelonic. 
Oh. All right, let's do a fuck Mary kill those three. Charlotte, That's murderers row right so, there. Sorry to interrupt. Charlotte Knights, AAA affiliate of the Chicago White Sox. You are correct. Plus one for me. Nice. I'm on the board already. All right, who would you say your favorite? Or yeah, your favorite number eleven out of this group here. Mark Grudzelanik, Jack Jones, or Ronnie Cedeno. <laughs> I'm sticking with Grudzy, but I thought was Cedeno eleven. I thought he was number seven. He was number five for a while. Yeah. He was. He was. Must have been number eleven for. Uh, just a bit here. Yeah, Jack Jones down, was pretty sweet, though. I'm going down the list of people that were number 11 for the Cubs here. Chris Steins. Do, do you have no idea who Chris Steins is? No. For those at home, look up at Chris Steins' batting stance. He's When the pitcher was coming home, delivering his batting stance, he's literally straight on to the bat, or to the pitcher. It's, what it's, year was he on the Cubs? 02. Wild. And then everybody else, I honestly have no idea who any of these people are. George Bell, he got traded for Sosa, Ray Sanchez, but yeah, besides that, okay, gives a fuck. But right, give me so one here more. we are, and that's, that's, where, that's how we got to week eleven. Give me one more number eleven. Alex Smith. Oh, oh. actually, here's your last number eleven. Me, that was my number right, in high school. That, that's kind of who I was going for, but <laughs> I thought you missed the boat there. <laughs> Maxi Pad eleven. Max B. Max B eleven. How do we want to start the show? Let's talk. You know what? There's only one. I think I should probably start. You want to? Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to be short and sweet. I'm not going to, you know, make it like a long speech or anything. But I do want to apologize to Matt Duffy. Yeah. Oh, really? What for? What did What did you do that regards uh, an apology? Well, for dinner, I just had. Well, actually, all weekend, I just had a big old slice of humble pie every night, watching Matt Duffy just basically. Tear it up. Has he been hitting three in the lineup every day over the past this this five game winning streak that they had? <laughs> no, he's been kind of all over the lineup. Ironically, he let off yesterday and went over four. But <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about yesterday. Mother's Day didn't happen. Don't make me start hating Matt Duffy again. No. Well, here we're, we're jumping into things too quickly. What did you get? How was your weekend? What did you guys do for Mother's Day? Ty. Tom, you go first. I went to my mom's, drank mimosas, got, you know, caught a buzz, and then just hung out and had some dinner, dude. You know, same old Mother's Day, same old Tuesday, you know. <laughs> Sounds like you made it Sun's Day. Uh, <laughs> Sit on your ass and drink it. Day. Yeah, it's, it's Psalm's Day, dude. I made it Psalm's <laughs> Day. I like that. Uh, how you feeling? Are you feeling better than you have been the past uh, 10 weeks <laughs> from the recording? <laughs> oh me? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Every time. Literally every episode we've recorded, you've been feeling like shit. Uh how you're doing months. and you're like, oh dude, I don't know. <laughs> and at last week I was like, what is it? Too much chicken lo mein? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's just because uh, you know, I probably have IBS and I want to go to the doctor about it. So that's all that is, dude. You wanna get into it? This is a safe space. <laughs> and no, this is literally the least safe space I've ever been. A I'm going to tell you that I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think anyone wants to get into it. That's a fact. I'll tell you, if somebody has IBS, it has to be Max. Living with him, I mean, the, the no, I think I'm cured. This no, you don't get cured from that. Yes, I do. You know how I got cured? It's we like, left. We left college, and I stopped eating dining hall food. Yeah, and I think that was it. Three to four days a week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, dude. Those smells that were coming out of your body were just not 
Correct. <laughs> I yeah. like how this has I, turned into a shit a shitting podcast now. It's literally turned into a shit show. Shy shits weekly. <laughs> but yes, back to Matt Duffy. I have to apologize because what was I saying last week or two weeks ago? Maybe it was last week that I was saying he doesn't even belong on the Cubs. Why is he on the roster? Um, and all, all he's doing right now is hitting 288 with, I think, a 394 on base percentage, uh, mm-hmm. which plays. That definitely plays. I would say so. I would say on the list of things. I mean, in that, that game against that, the Dodgers, what? He, he reached base, I think, four times. He had three hits. He had the game-winning RBI. Game-tying RBI I mean, in the Dodgers series. Game tying, I'm I'm sorry, game tying. And then game winning uh, RBI single on Saturday against the Pirates. I'll tell you what, and the right. thing about Matt Buffy that I love is that he breaks off this lineup perfectly. And it's it's a guy like him, I guess to a, a lesser extent, Eric Sogard. I'm not a, exactly a big fan of his, but Jesus, Matt Duffy just going in there, putting the bat on the ball. Seeing pitches. Seeing pitches. Yeah, I mean, he was just doing everything you need to do. For and a guy in his position, he doesn't try to smoke the ball either. I mean, he, he's honestly, you want to talk about a guy that just truly put the ball in play, Matt Michael Duffy. Yeah, I've seen I, he, he is the kind of guy that kind of just places singles out there and just drops little loopers into the outfield. Yeah, but you know, he was a huge part in the Cubs going five and one in this homestand. Let's talk yes, about he was. that. Let's talk about the Cubs going five and one facing well, the likes of Clayton Kershaw, Travis I was say. and Walker Bueller. What? Right. Why don't we start there? Because I believe heading into that series, the Cubs were, I think, what, 12 and 16, something like that. Yeah. Things were not looking good. Right and yeah, you know what? That series, honestly, think about it. 12 and 16, you're facing the Dodgers. You're on it right after you lost three or four to the Braves, two or three to the Reds. And it's like, okay, well, fuck, let's just not get swept here and kind of. Against three of the top five pitchers in the NL, basically, all, yeah. <clears throat> all on the same team. And two of them, the Kershaw game and the Trevor Bauer game, those were seven inning part of a doubleheader. So, yep. And they, so they that was five. actually Kershaw's shortest outing of his career. Yeah. It yeah, kind of feels, kind of feels good to see. He, he, he's definitely got bad juju at Wrigley. He does. You know, it's, it's weird. He, um, he's seeing ghosts. I always, this might be, I have no stats to back up this argument, but I feel like the Cubs always play the Dodgers well at Wrigley. Yeah. And vice versa. They always play terrible at Dodger Stadium. Right. Well, I mean, the year they won the World Series, <clears throat> how many innings in a row did they go against the Dodgers without scoring a run? And I think two of those games, I think it was against Rich Hill pitched one of them. But, uh, no. yeah, I think I think they and got shut out Kershaw basically two games in a row. And Kershaw pitched a shutout in uh, game two in the NLCS, I'm pretty sure. Right. I'll say in the regular season, Kershaw's not great at Wrigley. But then, hey, he also lost game six. He lost to Hendricks. Yeah, so I don't really give a f- – oh, that was uh, – we had a Hendricks-Kershaw yep. match. Shit. Yes, we did. Good thing, good thing I realized that a week later. <laughs> so, shameless plug, let's talk about my fantasy team because okay. why not because we always do. You I have Hendricks. In about fan- three minutes here, everyone. <laughs> this is at least relevant because I'm talking about Hendricks. So, I – Benched Kyle Hendricks against the Dodgers because I was basically like, this is not, not going to end well for Kyle. He's going to get probably fucking lit up. And he just went out there and twirled a gem. Didn't give up any runs to the Dodgers. 
Then he has a home start against the Pirates on Sunday to hopefully, ideally, complete a back-to-back sweep. And he gives up six earned, I think. Or did he give up more than that? He definitely gave up six through three innings. Gave up six runs, four were earned. So that game was like, you want to talk about just classic baseball? I think the Dodge, or pardon me, the Pirates had four or five hits that were under... 70 miles an hour of exit velocity. Yep. They're just dinking right. and dunking. Yeah, fuck you, son. You took two or three. Your team stinks. <laughs> They're the worst, dude. The literally the worst. I honestly keep forgetting you're a, you're a Pirates fan, which is the wildest thing. I'm glad you brought up the bad contact, though, because I was sitting there watching in the first inning, and it was just like half swing or just like lazy singles out to the outfield. Todd Frazier got jammed on it. An opposite field ground ball that just he one hit all year. He had three on Sunday. What's that? Todd Frazier had one hit all year. He had three on Sunday. Yeah. That guy annoys the shit out of me. He's got like a big egg head and it just bobbles around when he runs. He, yeah, he's one of those people that you just hate because you don't like the way he looks. Right. Like he shouldn't be good, but I mean he's not good anymore, but he I don't understand how he had the career that he did. That's a that's a good uh segment we have to bring up. Just <laughs> Top five people that you just hate strictly off of the way they look. Right, for no like, real reason. He he had three hits against the Cubs, you said. He just got DFA'd today. How funny is that? <laughs> Todd Frazier got DFA'd? Yep. And then no. got into a feud with a local Pittsburgh sports radio host on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. See, Classic this is stuff. The, this is why we have the Pittsburgh producer on the show. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean... I'll tell you all the stupid shit you didn't know that you. That's don't a nice bit know. right there. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, <clears throat> Tom, have you been to PNC Park? Never, but I plan on going in October because their last regular season series is like the weekend I'm going. You should definitely go because I will say, outside of Wrigley, that is definitely my favorite baseball stadium in the bigs. A lot of people say that the Pirates are definitely not playing in October. Uh, the first <laughs> weekend in October is their last home series. It's October second or first, or maybe the last week or last day in September, even. So yours, it's still a regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not doing playoff <laughs> series in Pittsburgh. Okay. You just you just had Todd Frazier starting every game at first base. <laughs> <laughs> You're going absolutely nowhere fast. <laughs> You're telling me, dude. Yeah, the but the switching back to the Cubs because that's enough Pirates and Todd Frazier talk for forever, actually. Um, the Cubs facing Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer. They beat two on the same day, two uh, Cy Young or Cy Young Award winners. I don't know yep. if that's ever happened. Seems you know, unlikely now that I think about it. Actually, I say it's never happened. It happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jacob DeGrom and Rick Porcello. But before that, it hasn't happened in 20 years. So, okay. That's fine. Yeah, I think the real question is how the fuck did Rick Porcello win a Cy Young? That's actually kind of crazy in itself, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I was I keep every time uh every time Matt Duffy gets a hit, I just <laughs> I just text my buddies MVP. I just text Tony and Andy MVP. Like, hey, yeah, I mean, why not? It's gonna end up you no, know, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be like the 2015 NL Rookie of the Year. Uh Voting with Chris Bryant first and Matt Duffy second. That's how it's going to be an MVP voting this year. Yeah, I mean, Matt Duffy finished second uh, rookie of the year voting behind Chris Bryant. He, 
I mean, he had a pretty solid year. He had 295, 12 home runs. What I don't get is, like, where his power went. Like, he hit the 12 home runs in his rookie season, and then the highest he's had since then is four. Obviously, the only time he played, like, a full season, he played 132 games with the Rays, he had four. But, like, what? <laughs> I don't know if he was ever, like, a power hitter in college, but. I'm not going to act like I know by any stretch, but I'm going to assume that he's focusing more on putting the ball in play. Also, that's my um, assessment from my computer. If that's the case, then I'll take it. As long as his on-base percentage stays around 400, I don't really care. As long, yeah, as long as his on-base percentage looks like a Chicago area code, I'm good with it. Right. But uh, So coming up for the Cubbies, Indians. I always – past few years when they've played the Indians, they've played two-game series there, and it's always on a Tuesday and a Wednesday – which was obviously the same days of the week that game six and seven of the World Series were. I don't know why that always just – they played there in 18 and 20 on Tuesdays and Wednesday, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and now in 2021 they're playing there on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Fun fact for those at home keeping score. Uh, Two-game series there against Walter facing Shane Bieber. He's good. I was just going to ask, do they, do they run into Bieber? I hope not. Yeah, tomorrow Shane Bieber versus – That guy already has like 70 strikeouts. Oh, dude, he's unreal. He's <laughs> he's good. I don't know. I don't watch any Indians, so I can't even tell you why he's good. I just know he strikes out everyone. And then Detroit. Detroit sucks this year, right? Awful. They're probably the worst team, team in the MLB. Good. Good. That's, I'm glad some things don't change. Uh, <laughs> so I was reading up on Marquis' post today. So on this day five years ago, the Cubs started 25-6, and six, which was their best start in – was just their best start since 1880, or tied for their best start since 1880. Yeah, I saw that same post. One. So then I was reading it, and they were going over like Ben Zobrist's uh, numbers from, from May. And so in that eight-game stretch, this is like the end of an eight-game winning streak. He had an eight-game winning streak. He had 17 RBIs in that stretch. And then I went, so I went through his whole month. So in a 26-game stretch, he had hits in 25 of them. Throughout the whole month of May, he had 406 with a 483 on base, six home runs, 25 RBIs, 25 runs. I mean, he only struck out 16 times in 121 plate appearances. This, this begs the question here. What is the single greatest month in Cubs history for a player? And it's not. it can't be from the – like June 15th to July 15th. It's got to be just a single month, just the single greatest June, July, August. Right. First of all, that's bananas. That sounded like a Mike Trout month. Like I'm pretty sure Trout's still hitting right around 400 right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then quickly on the strikeouts thing, I think you said he had 15 strikeouts. I'm pretty sure there were seasons where, full seasons where Pujols had like less than 50 strikeouts or something like that, like something absurd. 50, 5-0? Yes. You got Psalm can fact check me on that, but anyways, back to uh, your question. I was looking back at the first guy that came to mind when we started talking about that was I was trying to think of streaky hitters for the Cubs, and probably the streakiest hitter, one of the streakiest hitters that the Cubs, the modern day Cubs, have ever had that I could think of is Soriano. Mm-hmm. Dude was literally he, he was basically all or nothing. He he really was. What's uh, what month are you thinking, or what stretch? So, 27, 20, 2007, I'm sorry. 2007 was his first season with the Cubs, and it actually wound up being his best one. 
in June of 2007. His batting average was 336. He had 11 home runs, 18 RBIs. His OBP was only 379. He didn't take many walks. He's similar player to Javi Baez, but I mean, he like he was the kind of guy that could just like he would catch fire and hit like five home runs in like in five games or something like that. Yeah. Or he'd hit, you know, I think against Atlanta one game, he hit like three home runs in one game. In June, yeah. Yeah. He, and then later that month, he there's a three-game sweep against the Sox. He hit a uh, homer in all three games, and then the last two games he hit uh, leadoff home runs in back-to-back games, like the first pitch of the game. He yeah. just went off and asked the like, Liza. Tons of people dislike Soriano, but I mean – I fucking loved him. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I you, were, mean, you were asking I, me about Pujol strikeouts, right? Yes. Uh, he has never struck out more, or yeah, more than a hundred times in a season his entire career. Uh, what? In according to Baseball Reference, right now, I'm looking at his strikeouts per season. In 2006, he only struck out 50 times. <laughs> Told you that's bananas. That's fucking crazy. He probably had like 500 plate appearances, too. How many plate appearances did he have? Uh, now you're asking a lot. For, oh, 2006, he had 634. <laughs> what? And that dude, dude just was... got released by the fucking Angels. Well, There's I mean, he's... crazy stats that will never be broken again. He's done now, but that 10-year ten, that stretch with the Cardinals, he was, that's, he was like the most dominant hitter I've ever seen, I think. How was that even... He had... 50 strikeouts and over 600 plate appearances. If I'm doing that on a video game, I'm striking out over 50 times. <laughs> right? Like just He was an absolute Cub killer, too. Oh, I don't even want to know his numbers versus the Cubs. Well, no. I'll put it up here in a sec. Uh, so one month that you can't talk about, like, Cubs one-month stretches and not mention Sammy's June of 98. So we were talking a little bit about this before we started. Listen to these numbers. So Sammy had in 27 games, 34 hits, right? That's good. 25 runs, that's good. 12 singles, two doubles. He had 20 home runs and 40 RBIs. 40 RBIs, holy shit. 40 RBIs. <laughs> and you want eight. Hey, so we're talking about pool holes though, right? 50 strikeouts in the whole season. Sammy also struck out 27 times. <laughs> In 27 games. My God. You're literally getting a home run and a strikeout per game for Sammy. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the type of player he has. And obviously, Pools is in a league of his own. Probably, would you say, top three hitters of all time? Yeah, for sure. Definitely top five. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's a crazy month. And that just even that just makes Albert Pools look like. I mean, uh, 40 RBIs in one month. Like, that is absurd. And Matt Duffy's hit 20 in his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Juice or not, I don't care. I'm also so I I'm 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 digging around on Soriano's baseball reference now. And later that season that I was talking about in 2007, he actually had a more impressive month in September, I think. So he he hit 320, his batting average. He had 14 home runs, 39 hits total, and 27 RBIs. How many strikeouts? Uh let's see, 31 strikeouts. <laughs> So he had 39 hits and 31 strikeouts. Yeah, you want to talk? That is an all or nothing player. All right, I'm going back to pools here because I can't get over this 2006 season. So now I'm on his baseball reference page. 
<laughs> 50 strikeouts in 634 play appearances, like Psalm said. He hit 331. His OPS was 1.12. And he finished, he finished second in the MVP voting. Jesus Christ. Like, what's his war in that season? Um, eight and a half. Wow. But this, see, this doesn't make any sense. I guess it kind of does. Ryan Howard won the MVP that year, and his war was 5.2. But yeah, Ryan Howard hit 58 home runs with Pujols at 49. Oh, my God. Those are, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. You want to hear something else crazy? Yeah. Guess what Albert Pujols' salary was in 2005? Ooh, uh, $8 million. It's a good guess. What was it? Was it? $11 million in 2005, $7 million in 2004. Now, think about the gaudy numbers that he was putting up those years and compare that to what guys are making now, 15 years later. I think the Angels just got screwed, to be honest. He definitely hasn't been the same player with them that he was with the Cardinals. Looking at no. his past few, his highest average with the Cardinals or with the Angels was his first year. He's just progressively gotten worse. It's, it's 285, uh, 258, 272, 244. I mean, he had I mean, home runs in, two, in 2015, but hit 244. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jesus Christ. With the Cardinals from 2003 to 2009, the lowest his war was was 8.4. It was, it hovered around nine, and sometimes I think his highest was nine point seven. And but, I know this, he's not a Chicago athlete, but I honestly could just talk about like the crazy Albert Pujols numbers all day. <laughs> like this is, I'm just like his career in his eleven year career with the the Cardinals, he hit three twenty eight. Like that's what. Yeah, I mean, he was. I think he was just. He <laughs> was like a lock. Record. He was a lock for like. Basically, 320, 30 home runs, and 100 RBIs, at least. Looking at most, his career. Most seasons, he was hitting 40 home runs. With his career with the Angels, he's only made one all-star game. Right. Like, that's – when you look at that and you look at that rapid of a decline, that's, to me, like, that's a red flag for a guy that was juicing. You think he was juicing? I mean, I don't, I don't want to believe that he was, but I think it's possible that he's, like – one of baseball's untouchable golden boys, kind of like Griffey, where they're like, we're not going to screw with his legacy. And we might and know Griffey that he was choosing too. What's that? You think Griffey was choosing? I mean, Griffey was hurt all the time. Oh, I'm just nice saying, idea. I'm not, I'm not saying yes. And I'm not saying no, I'm, that's a nice conspiracy. I can get behind. Okay. Just drop it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I know central opponents, Cardinals and the Reds. They were definitely juicing when they were in the division. I mean, Fact. put it put it this way. I w- it would not surprise me if that was the case. I hope it's not, though. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I like it, though. I can get behind it. Uh, one other Cubs month that I want to bring up, I guess it's two months here, but these are still just unbelievable numbers. It's Jake Arrieta's 2015 season. So in August, he was 6-0 and in six games. He got the win in each game. He had a .43 ERA. Uh, his whip was 0.69, which is <laughs> that's stupid, just unbelievable. And then you'd think it wouldn't get better, but it does. <laughs> his September, he was 5 and 0 with a 0.39 ERA in 46 innings with 46 strikeouts, with his whip being 0.56. <laughs> Those are 
Uh, those are also numbers you, I could read. You find some new tidbit every day if you look at it, and it's like, holy shit, this guy is – he's unbelievable. Yeah. I think, I think honestly, the whip might be the most impressive stat. Like when your whip is down at .5, you're letting one guy on base every two innings. Son, do you know what whip is? Listen, the amount of times somebody's had to explain whip, war, uh, all that shit to me. The amount is, of times you've gotten whipped. Yeah, I can't even. I could not even tell you what you any of it means, especially <laughs> when it comes to the whip, because I don't fucking understand pitching at all. I just oh, don't. So you don't like whips, dude? No, whips and chains excite me, dude. Miley side said it best. Uh-huh. And I'll read it. Was it was Rihanna. Whoever said it, dude. <laughs> Miley was on the wrecking ball. There's chains to that too, dude. Alice in chains, bada bing, bada boom. Here we are. Come on. Facts. No, the mountains are blue because that's a Coors Cold Hard fact. And I know oh. that's why you have that headset on because you're just jamming to all that shit the entire show. They're, no, noise, they're noise canceling. They're to cancel out all your guys' bullshit, dude. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> Uh, how about this? David Ross has a new girlfriend. Did you see that, Max? Really? Yeah. Hold on, a new girlfriend? I thought he was like married with kids. Uh, no, they got divorced a couple years ago. So Rossi, he's dating Chicago Med actress Tori DeVito, and I've looked her up, and I have to say, nicely done, Rossi. Nicely, nicely done, Rossi. I saw. <laughs> I think if they had kids, their kids would have the strongest jaws on the planet. The guy is a silver fox. He is. I think he's a, he's a handsome fellow. But, yeah, she uh, posted an Instagram, love him madly. And it was, uh, I don't know what they had to She says. does not look familiar. No, I've never seen her before. But I guess she's on a bunch of soaps. I, don't, I mean, she's a handsome fellow. Daytime television. I mean, you don't have to be handsome to be on television. <laughs> Who said that? Didn't you just say that? I, I said daytime television. Uh, I think you said... I don't know. I'm high. We'll cut that part. Not really. Uh, but yeah, David Ross, new girlfriend. Con- congrats to Rossi. He's, he's hot as shit. So I don't like him. Uh, moving on. Another guy that's hot as shit. We've got to go back to Justin Fields. I can't get enough of him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long. It's, how long are we into the pod here, son? Uh, 33 minutes. Jesus Christ. Can you just cut this and put this right at the front? Yeah. Come on, that's embarrassing that we're 33 minutes in. I'm just going to cut it all, and anything you've set up until this point is cut. So, Justin Fields, here it is. And welcome back, week 11. (laughs) The Ronnie Brewer week. (laughs) 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 Oh, fucking Christ. (laughs) No, so Justin Fields, there's a stat that CBS Sports put out there. Since 1982, Ohio State has had – 64 combined quarterback seasons in the NFL. So obviously not 64 different quarterbacks, quarterback seasons. They've had zero Pro Bowls. Man. And and the Bears have had, I think, two? With Well, I mean, you know, good thing as a fan, I, I really hope that uh my that the Bears players all wind up going to the Pro Bowl because that's that's really the ultimate goal. Well, so I was listening to oh man. <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, listening to just like sports talk radio today on my drive, I was listening to uh, Waddle and Sylvie, and I, I think they're they're the funniest because they just have these, they just add these callers on to just say the stupidest shit. 
<laughs> well, that that brings me to like my next point that I have written down here is that is Ryan Pace a genius for signing Andy Dalton? Yeah. So I saw that question, and you're gonna have to explain yourself. So one of the callers today, I was listening, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I I have to applaud Ryan Pace for everything he's done. He's, you know, he could have he could have mailed it in and just drafted a lineman or something in the first round and not moved up and." You know, played it safe and kind of, you know, I agree. Hey, Ryan Pace. Has so that's a fair ball. statement. That is. But he's like, I honestly think his most impressive move was signing Andy Dalton. And Oh, that's his most impressive move? And they're like, they're like, what? They're like, why, why do you say that? And he's like, well, you know, it threw every t- other team off the scent that they weren't going to draft Justin Fields. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, that, I think it just added sense at the fuel of the fire there. <laughs> that they're going to the fucking quarterback. Yeah. If anything, they probably could have used that eleven million bucks a little more wisely. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and just like the stuff that they're talking about, it's like, well, why? Why are they gonna? Uh, why would you start Andy Dalton because <laughs> he's gonna have a different playbook than when Justin Fields is in there, and he Justin Fields is the the long term answer. And then, even who if gives a shit? It's not if, about you know. It's not about the playbook in the first four games. And then there is like, okay, then even if you implement Justin Fields' playbook, why are you gonna put Andy Dalton in there if? Justin Fields is your guy. I'm like, oh my God, who actually thinks, who's the time to think of all this? I think it would actually be, yeah, right. I think it'd actually be pretty funny if you put Andy Dalton in with Justin Fields' playbook. Let's actually, oh. we can make that happen. I kind of want to see what the result would be. You know, that's like, it's like in, we'll go back to, to relating everything to Madden. It's like in Madden where you can change whatever uh, offense you want, yeah. whatever team you want. So it'd be having the Peyton Manning Broncos, but running like the triple option, right? option or offense. And just having paint paint manning running the read option against like <laughs> stupid shit like that. Yes, exactly. I'd watch it. But then yeah, I mean that sounds like good entertainment for, for the first couple of games of the season. Oh, it was it's nuts. I, it, we need to do more. I need to listen more on uh on like just what these fans say because it is the craziest shit that they just come up with. I know and, exactly what you're talking about. I don't drive to work anymore. Out of nowhere. I when I was it. when I was commuting to work, I would listen to the same stuff. I'd listen to like Molly and Haw, um, Waddle and Sylvie. Like, <laughs> funniest thing is when like certain fans call in and they they like throw a statement out there and it's just idiotic. And the guys on the radio are like, "No, no, that's no, you're that's incorrect. You're wrong." And they just basically just hang the guy out to dry. You know who does that a lot is Dan Bernstein. Do you listen to him on Six Seventy? Yeah, I've heard him. I hate that guy. Honestly, I like at the same time, guy. like sometimes it's funny, but other times it's like, all right, dude, you're just being a dick. I mean, that's like his shtick is just to be a prick, and I don't know. I think it's it's just, like first of all, you you don't know everything because otherwise you wouldn't be working for six seventy the score. Yeah, and it's like I don't understand why people call in just to get berated by him. They're, right. just getting, they're literally just getting cocked by Dan Bernstein. I kind of want to call in just so oh, I can yell back at him. I, I've called in before and I'm just to kind of like I was so angry the one time. Yeah, I've called in and he's kind of I've actually like gone at it with him once on the radio. So this is true true story, and you're not gonna believe me. But true story. Okay. I called into I think Cap was on ESPN radio, and I called into his show when it was the 2015 offseason for the Cubs. And the Cubs were you know, they, I don't think they had signed Dexter Fowler yet. And Hayward was on the market. What's that? I said they traded for Dexter Fowler, by the way. So, no, 
I thought I thought in I thought this was the season where Fowler came back in uh, spring training. Oh yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. Right. Right. So, right. so they hadn't signed Fowler. They're basically holding out on that. And then Hayward was on the market too. So I call in to whoever Cap was on the show with, and I was like, "What are the odds that uh, that the Cubs land Hayward and Fowler? I feel like that's a realistic possibility." And he just like shut it down immediately. He's like, "Oh, I don't see that happening. There's no way. They don't have the cap space. They're not going to do it." Sure enough, both guys were in a Cubs uniform to start the 2016 season. Are you Theo Epstein? No, not even close. Well, speaking of Theo Epstein, so when he first signed with the Cubs in 2011, I also called in to ESPN 1000. I said, within five years, the Cubs are going to have a World Series. <laughs> I on my life. I was a junior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's five funny years. that we did that shit. Like, we, like, you're just sitting there driving the car. You're like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and wait on the phone on, on hold for 45 minutes through commercial breaks just to get in a couple sentences. And then get just absolutely berated. Yeah. Or get left on hold to, and then the show ends. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I, I'll tell you what, sports talk radio, I mean, I guess it is kind of somewhat similar. It, it's the original podcast, actually. So I'm done for, I'm erasing that thought before I even say it. Um, but sports talk radio in general, like, they, what the fuck do you talk about all the time? Right. We go once a week for an hour and it's like, you have to yeah, find shit. Yeah, you have we to dig around for fun stuff. stuff to like. They go all day, every day. All they talk, honestly, all they talk about is Justin Fields and the Bears, which is, I don't, I don't stop listening either. So I guess it's worth. <laughs> I mean, I'm just every time I'm in the car, I'm like, okay, let's see what, let's see what Jimmy from uh, from Bedford Park is saying. <laughs> has, to, <laughs> has to say about Justin Fields and his shoe size. Yeah, or. Uh, wasn't a good one today. I think Zach Zaidman was on the radio and he was like, you could tell every good quarterback within the first, like first two games that they play. And I'm thinking like of all these quarterbacks within the first two games that they played, they just absolutely sucked. Like Peyton right. Manning, like his first Peyton year. Manning had like a ridiculous amount of interceptions his rookie year. Yeah. And like, like the greatest quarterback of all time, Jameis Winston first throw was a pick six. Like you can't last throw was a pick six. Yeah. I mean, you can't teach that type of consistency. No, you can't. I don't know. Talk radio. I guess that's that's the end of my rant on on talk radio. But yeah, it's uh, it's an absolute wild place out there. All right, give me give me an honest Bears prediction for next year. I told you ten and seven. Ten and okay. seven. That's where I'm sticking going. with ten and seven. Yeah, I mean, I'll change it probably week to week here. If I know Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback, then I'll probably go eleven wins. I'll go eleven six. Wow. Is that the math? Is that the math there? Do you think that that's the case though? Like, do you think there's a realistic chance that he's the starting QB week one? I I think, especially in today's football, like, how do you? I don't understand the whole like grooming. I know, I mean, you could say that Alex Smith groomed Patrick Mahomes, but that was a different situation where Mahomes was such a raw talent that he, like, he didn't, he wasn't ready yet. You know, what I mean, he needed just that whatever year time frame to to get his feet under him where well, fields is he was at ohio state he's playing nfl caliber defenses or nfl caliber players i should say with an nfl caliber scheme so it's not like he's coming into something crazy i mean obviously yeah the nfl is a higher level than the big 10 he's not playing the, the likes of uh 
of Lovey Smith and the Fighting Illini anymore. <laughs> it's actually uh, Brett Bolima now. Brett Bolima, yeah, exactly. Fatty, Fatty Brett. I don't. I mean, to me, they'll probably they'll you know what you know exactly what they're gonna do. They're gonna fucking start Andy Dalton for like three games, and then it's gonna be like okay, they're one and two and. And then when they make it to the Super Bowl, that's when they bring in the secret weapon, Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. No pants. <laughs> Just Lombardi trophy between his legs. Right. Hopefully he's hopefully he's playing Tom Brady. Well, not possible in the Super Bowl, I guess. <laughs> Forgot about that for a sec. Yeah, idiot. That's like uh, the Cubs not playing, are only playing the NL Central last week. Yeah. Which, by the way, Psalm cut that whole part out. But my my brain has Tom Brady etched in into it as a Patriot, so I forgot. No, that that one I can at least like. I, that makes sense. I understand your your train of thought there. Uh, well, speaking of Nick Foles here, did you see the Bears are trying to trade in the draft? The Bears are trying to trade him, and no other team wanted him. <laughs> I mean, does that surprise you though? No, no, not really. But I mean. Kind of. You would think that you'd be able to give him away for like a sixth round draft pick or worse. Really? No one wants that contract. No, no one does. He's, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, you need to have like an A1 offensive line behind him because he is, he has cinder blocks attached. I've never he seen might, anyone so slow. He might be the slowest. Who would win in a race? Tom Brady. Paul Canerico or Nick Foles? Peyton Manning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll that's, take Brady there for sure. Brady's got the TB12 uh, workout system going on with Alex Guerrero there. He's got he – can, he can move. He's got the old man wheels. How about another, uh, another great college quarterback, Tim Tebow, signing with the Jags? So He's I'm not playing quarterback. I mean, dude, he's how old is that fucker by now? And he's been out of the league for like eight years. Like he needs to. I thought for sure by now he'd be like a, a traveling priest. And not to mention like tight end. Like he's never fucking played tight end, dude. He's just gonna he pop back into the league at the age of sixty and fucking try to play tight end now. What dude's gonna get broken? He's, he's thirty three. You know who else made a comeback at thirty three? Jesus. <laughs> the yeah. one video is pretty funny of him hitting the golf ball at like the range or top golf and Pat McAfee goes, Jesus. Tebow goes, loves you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a prop on DraftKings for Trevor Lawrence to throw a touchdown pass to Tim Tebow this year. I think it's like plus 1,500. Wow. That's actually, I mean, that's, that's better than you would think. I mean, yeah, but he still has to make the team. Right. He, he's been playing minor league baseball and covering football. For the he past. was so bad at baseball, too. His swing looked awful. The wet? <laughs> yeah, that, that was just a, a money grab or a, a publicity stunt. The last time he was in the NFL was 2012. So RG3 was just coming into the league. Uh, and Joe Flacco just won the Super Bowl. This is Warren B. That's how fucking long ago it was. We were in high school. Yeah. Think of that. Was was his last game at quarterback that playoff game? No, the 
one against the uh, one where you hit the Marius Thomas. Well, no, because obviously they won that one and then moved on. <laughs> yeah. So he well, I mean, was that his last that. season? I mean, at quarterback. No, that was 2011. I'm looking it up right now. We don't. Tim. We don't talk about that season. Oh we're, yeah, we're talk, so. actually, now we're talking about it right now. Now we're really talking about it. <laughs> no, he was uh, in 2012. Let's look at his, his career here. 2011. I know. He so he started. Came in in 2010. Fuck, I can't. You remember he was a first round pick? That's wild. Tim That's Tebow's goofy. He was. He literally he had a 50 percent completion percentage. Five touchdowns, three picks. <laughs> Ass. He was one and two. But then the next year he came in, he was seven and four, 12 touchdowns, six picks. And then, yeah, that was that was actually his last game with uh, with the Broncos. That in, uh, or that, pardon me, his last season with the Broncos. Then he was with the Jets for the 2012 season. And that's it. Yeah, so who was their quarterback after Tebow? This is always uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, was it Manning right after? <laughs> are we? Why are we getting back into Broncos quarterback talk? <laughs> <laughs> we can't get away from it. We can't get away from it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Loves you. <laughs> I was just quickly gonna say that it was hilarious how he won a playoff game, and then Elway was like, "No, no, fuck you! I'm going to get Peyton Manning." <laughs> hey, Tim. No, no. <laughs> this is Tim. Not- go play tight end in Jacksonville. But but play for the Mets first. Yeah. In rookie ball. Yeah, and think that uh whatever season that was, the um the twenty twelve season with, with Peyton Manning, that was the year that they went, I think, thirteen and three and then lost in the playoffs to the uh who won the Ravens. Right. Jones. That, that was the year that Manning set like all kinds of records, right? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. But how what a Want to talk about a glow up? You go from Tim Tebow to Peyton Manning. Would love to see Peyton Manning in a Bears uniform, even right now. I would. Literally. I'd watch. I'd. I'd sign him. I'd you could him. have sold me on Peyton Manning, all the way up until they drafted Justin Fields. This is a good one. This is actually one I had written down that from a couple of weeks ago that I never asked. If there is one retired quarterback that you think could still just absolutely sling it around and get the job done for the Bears. And you would want them to have you would actually want to have them on your team, who would it be? Jim McMahon. Hmm. You sure? <laughs> All the retired no. quarterbacks. It doesn't have but, to be a Bears quarterback. Um, let's see. That's a that's a good question. Well, now I'll I'll take Breeze since he just retired. Well, no, I was about to say, here's the caveat. He's got to be five years out of the league. Michael Vick, too easy. Just ran a four seven at the age of 40 years old. Dude's is nasty. he five years out of the league? When did Michael Vick retire? No, nope, he's not five years out of the league. What? That's crazy that he's not. He retired. It says career on February 3rd, 2017. So. 17, yeah. But Four when's years. the last time he played a game? I don't know. My cat doesn't want to watch. All right, Kai, what's your answer? Are you taking Peyton? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at so I'm just not knowing any answer after references. <laughs> uh, no, Mike Vick did didn't last play, in, so I guess if you want to take Mike Vick, yeah, he, he last played in 2015. But I'm not taking Mike Vick. He's a, we don't talk about Mike Vick on this podcast. Bob's Bob's is literally on our logo. This is a dog friendly podcast. You cut 
Every time you say Mike Vick, every time we say that name, can you just put a boot on it? <laughs> just put, post- do you have the editing skills to do that? Bub's page put a wolf on it. Put a yeah, put a bar. <laughs> um, if I had no, I probably take Brett Favre to be honest with you. I think for whatever reason. Ooh, just, Favre is a good one. He would he, throw a lot of picks, but I mean, he's definitely still got the arm strength. Dick mostly. <laughs> nice. Ties horny. A lot of pics of his dick. Ew. All right, so what was this last last thing that you sent? sent uh, Chicago has been named the rattiest city? Like yeah. actual rats? Yeah. Did you see that? It was gross. Uh, WGN News tweeted that Chicago has been named the rattiest city in uh, in the country. More than New York, huh? I'll t- and so I've been to New York twice before. That's it. And, oh, my God. One, New York is an absolute shithole. That's what everyone says. So how do they measure that? First, I don't mean to cut you off, but are they counting like rats per square foot or what? I thought they're just co- talking about rats as mares. And they just okay. count their life foot as one. Now it makes sense. Now it's, yeah, now it really makes sense. Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Did I read the article? No, but yeah. So I wanted to ask who is. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. Who is the, uh, who would you say is the biggest rat of Chicago sports athletes? Now you're asking fun but hard questions. I got to think about that. Probably, so, so I, mean, I want your input. You could just give me a rat athlete because you're not a, you're, you're a rat yourself. A rat. That's tough. But I, I do want to say first, as many times as I've been to Chicago, obviously we fucking live right here, I have maybe seen like three rats in my whole life in the city of Chicago. I feel like it's not as ratty as you would think. Yeah, I think this I've is seen plenty of rats. You know what I'm I think New York is definitely has more rats. That's actually what I was going to say before, and I kind of just went off on a tangent. I've been in all New right. York. This is uh, this is this might be a sensitive one. How about Mark Grace? Why? Because the guy had a lot of great years with the Cubs, and he claims that he wants to be remembered as a Diamondback. He's actually said that. Yeah, I believe I've heard that before. No. If he didn't, he said it now. Spoke it into oh, existence. Oh, I don't know if I like that on either side. I don't know if I like your answer, and I don't know if I like him saying that. How about AJ Przinsky? Oh, you just took my answer. <laughs> All right, I'll go Barrett. No, everyone everyone loved Barrett. So now you're the, you're the White Sox Pirates fan. You're that weird crossover. Yeah, anything to root against the Cubs mostly, dude. Do you think there's a... Uh, Actually, <laughs> I was thinking about this today. Are there? Do you know a Pirates fan besides Psalm? No. Do you I know didn't know they existed. Do they exist? Yeah, you know my buddy, Michael. They just put it. So even before COVID, they just had a bunch of cardboard cutouts in the seats. Is that? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly they pumped in it. crowd noise. Hey, hey, hey. They get like 3,000 fans a game, dude. They've been ready for this. Yeah, it's like the Kane County Cougars and the Pittsburgh Pirates are at the same level of uh, attendance. Biggest rat that's not a player in Chicago sports history. How about Jerry Krause? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of on this days uh, last year. This time last year was a lot of the. Uh, it was the Last Dance documentary. I think a year ago today actually was the was the one where they kind of started talking about Jerry Krause and how he was breaking the team up. Fuck, we should. That's what. That's what we'll do for next week. How about this? For next week, we just go over, we watch an episode of The Last Dance, and then we like just review it. 
at the I end. I might just watch the whole thing because I was just thinking, oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah, now you're getting me excited. <laughs> Got something to work on here. But yeah, all right, let's wrap this up because we're just kind of pulling the straws here. <laughs> I would definitely rather watch replays of the 90s Bulls than what the Bulls are doing right now. Yeah. Oh, we didn't actually, we didn't talk about Zach Levine. Do you have anything That's, on him? I mean, or we could talk about Zach Levine. So I'm going to have to defer to you because um, I'm not going to, I just saw here, this is my take on the Bulls and I'll, I'll give you the mic. I saw Zach Levine miss 11 games due to COVID and I saw the Bulls were well out of a playoff spot. I think he came back now and he's, they've won two or three in a row. Three in a row. And now they're playing themselves just out of the lottery completely. I, I am begging them to have that seventh overall pick again. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 27 a night. To be fair, they were losing quite a bit when he was still playing too. But now that he's back from COVID, he's here. The team the team is recharged with Levine back. They're, they're actually the first team out of the play-in games in the Eastern Conference. I think they're like three and a half games back, and there's – Four games left on their schedule, so incredibly unlikely that they wind up slipping into the to one of the playing spots. But yeah, I mean, you can't if you're a true Bulls fan, you can't be sitting here. Well, I don't know. I guess there's an argument to be made on both sides, but if you want what's good for them, you should be rooting for losses at this point. Yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, why? <laughs> what the fuck's the point? They're just stuck in that mediocre mediocrity land that yes. is just. Now the other th- the on the other side of the coin, if you're like a Golden State fan and you got Clay Thompson coming back for the playing games, that's well, interesting. Yeah, but but that's completely different because the Bulls aren't even. In, I mean, they have what? What's the what percent chance would you give them to make the playing games? Like less than one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's I stick with that. Lose. Just keep losing. Right, it is. I don't know. I mean, draft prospects that you they'd even be. Whoever's seventh is going to suck anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. I hate the Bulls. I just, they're going to be stuck in this land of mediocrity, mediocrity, mediocrity. Is that the right word? Mediocrity. I think that's a word. Bingo. That is, that is right definitely there. a word. They're going to be stuck in this, this land of mediocrity forever. So I don't know if they are because, because I have, Arturus, I have some so. false hope about Arturis Karnasovas as. Well, because I like what he did with that Vooch trade, and I think he's still working on building an actual team here. Okay. I I have some faith in him. We'll see what he can do this offseason. They need a third piece. They need a third guy. Would you be mad if I told you I have no faith in this? Unless they, they have to prove me wrong at some point, but I just... No, I'm not mad. But I'm, just here, I'm just here trying to give you a little hope. This isn't, this isn't, your, this isn't your Gar Packs, Bulls. These are not your father's bulls. Not your father's root beer. Delicious. <laughs> I think Kyle just had a fucking heart attack over there. Yeah. It's hard. He's to choking say. on an ice cube. He doesn't realize that it's going to melt. Yeah. Choking. <laughs> I think it was a penis. I saw it in his mouth. He choked right on it, dude. No, that's his mic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. They went down the wrong bike. You back? <laughs> Just pukes on the microphone. <laughs> oh, don't cry, dude. It's all right. That's a good spot to wrap it up before Kyle fucking croaks on the podcast. Yeah, so that's where we're gonna wrap this episode up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
do your homework for next week. We're going to watch The Last Dance, episode one. You want to do episodes one and two or just episode one? Uh, let's definitely say one, and then we'll see where we're at. Maybe we could both get in episode one and two. Yeah, that's that's a lofty goal for us to do two episodes. We're going to promise one, and we're going to over-deliver with two. That's the type of podcast we are. We over-deliver on everything. That's it. All right. Have a good week. Bear down. Go Cubs.